0: This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown? Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user-listener-submitted recipe. And we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong. No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. (laughs) They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club, where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) But I'm here to have a good time. So listen to Recipe Club every week on the Ringer Podcast Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pop Culture History Lesson on the Ringer Dish feed. I'm your host today, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazney Lambray, and I'm joined by a very, very, very esteemed guest. He's the host, a co-host of the Midnight Boys and the Ringer Music Show, Charles Holmes, man. What's going on, bro? You
0: know, what's know, hap- what's happening, we're reuniting the Rank Me Later crew, and I just want to say, Waz, quickly I think we're becoming the most controversial black people at the <laughs> <laughs> Be here to talk about another controversial black yes 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 I, I I see you
2: pissing Marvel people off basically on a daily basis uh, I just saw that you you called Mac and cheese an overrated food like it's gross. You, 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 you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot, Charles. Was. I learned
0: from you. I learned from the best. I know.
2: I know. I know. You know, I I went from AKA to Haitian sensation quickly to the Haitian irritation, but never. Never. It's needed. It's needed. (laughs) (laughs) That's neither here nor there. But man, we're here today to talk about the cultural phenomenon that was flavor of love. Charles uh, for those of you, I don't think you would be listening to this podcast. If you weren't familiar with it, flavor of love was a reality dating show on VH one came out in 2006, whereby which flavor, Flave of public enemy fame um, basically went through a gauntlet of women to pick who would be ostensibly his next mate. I don't think they would try to pitch this as Flav is going to marry and start a new family with this person. I think it was always supposed to be like Flav's new partner. Um, It premiered on VH1 in January of 2006. And um, immediately out the gates, it was a thing. Uh, But I do want to go back Charles, uh, who were you? Who was Charles Holmes on January
0: first, two thousand and six? Shit, I was—I was either thirteen or fourteen. Very impressionable, wow. and <laughs> it's a, just a different time. Because imagine if, like you know, hormones are are swirling. You're learning about you learn about the world. You're learning about women, and then you just turn on Flavor of Love, and it just teaches you all the wrong lessons. Because here's the thing: here's the thing about this is the subtext of Flavor of Love that's never stated. Is that it's really pitched as like a uh, why would any of these attractive women, yes, either a be attracted to Flavor Flav or b want to debase themselves to be because like let's be real, like the show is wrong, like the show gets wild and here's the thing I'm not judging anybody's looks I'm just saying like conventionally like Flavor Flav was very he was up there in years at that point um and most of these women seemed early 20s uh and me as a 14 year old I'm like this is the wildest shit I've ever seen what the fuck is going on was when Flavor of Love came out where were you
2: at in life I was a freshman in college so woo in January of 2006, I would have been 18 years old, going on 19. My birthday's actually in February. Uh I was I was a freshman in college. Uh I was at Penn State Altoona in is, which is basically a satellite campus of Penn State University in the middle of Pennsylvania, which is essentially cow country. Although Altoona was like uh <laughs> it was like a mid-sized American city, right? Like not quite the size of Pittsburgh and definitely not the size of Philadelphia. Um, A lot of people don't know Pittsburgh is like a really small town, but they call it a city, but it wasn't quite as big as Pittsburgh, but it wasn't like, you know, a small town. It was typical one level mall town town.
0: In middle America, right? Like, dog, you hate fire no, you, you said, you said, you said one floor mall. Like, God damn. jeez, what? Is-
2: Literally, the mall in Altoona only had one floor. Like, that's just a
0: fact. Shit. But they they did- got a Panera bread and they thought they was coming up. Exactly.
2: But there was a Lowe's, there was, you know, Walmart. You could get everything that you needed. But let's be honest, this wasn't exactly like, you know, uh the Palisades Mall in New Jersey, you feel me? Um, anyway, yeah, I was a freshman in 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 college, and you know, Flav had, I think it's important we get into the flavor of it all. Uh Flavor Flav, one of the original members of Public Enemy, which is before my time as somebody who was born in 1987, like Public Enemy probably peaked. In 87, 88. I was born in 87.
0: Charles, you were not even born yet. So by the time... No. To be clear, like, I knew that Flavor Flav was like a legend. Like, my parents were almost kind of disgusted at Flavor (laughs) of Love. Because, they like, you knew who he was. Like, you knew what Jukti, a public enemy, had done for the culture. And, like, Flavor of Love was not his first time on reality tv he had done the surreal life on vh1 which was basically where they kind of get these these cultural figures that are like past their prime and they put them in a house it's like the real world real world yeah but with washed up celebrities yeah and then he has he has uh, another show with bridget nielsen who we met on the surreal life where they like go into their fucked up like relationship and it's just kind of weird so by the time you get to flavor of love Flavor Flav has kind of burned through a lot of the goodwill that he built up in Public Enemy and is now firmly a reality. Star. And and we got to we have to address the Flav the
2: Public Enemy Flavor Flav part again. Chuck D to this day is seen as an ambassador, a legend of hip hop, right? And the type of music that Public Enemy was making Fight the Power, etc. Like, these guys were making protest rap music, uh, speaking for the American underclass, like, serious stuff, not just in their subject matter, but, like, as artists, people looked at Chuck D as one of the greatest rappers ever. The Bomb Squad, the people who were part of the production of Public Enemy, were people considered at the vanguard of rap and music production, and Flavor Flav was essentially
0: like, I don't know. He, you could say he was the Public Enemy mascot, but he was—he like, was like a hype. He was a hype man. His whole—he was a mascot. His whole thing was like because Public Enemy was so militant. Yes, what they were talking about was like black empowerment. All of these, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Flavor Flav kind of gave you the he was the honey with the medicine. Yes. He was the person that you looked at when it got, things got a little too deep and you needed somebody exactly. to rock the crowd. Um, the weird thing is like, rap groups don't have Flavor Flaves anymore. anymore. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's just kind of Flavor flave yep. now. Um, that type of level of character and caricature and that has always kind of been the tension because Chuck D was not happy about all of this shit. Mm. I remember back in the day, like Chuck D wasn't like, yeah, Flavor of Love is the coolest thing ever. I do think that there was tension because Public Enemy was one of the most important rap groups ever, period. Yeah, and
2: so when Charles talks about his parents being disgusted at the notion that Flavor Flav, one of the legends of one of the most important rap groups ever, a foundational rap group, foundational hip hop collective would debase himself to doing a reality show. And not just any reality show. He's doing a cheesy ass dating show. Like each one understood what they would, they perfectly understood what they were doing. And of course, By 2006, Flav had had all kinds of troubles with the law. Like, people know that he was fighting all kinds of his own demons. Um, VH1 definitely understood what they were essentially exploiting when it comes to putting this... I don't want to say it's a freak show, but that's that's what the type of thing they were going for. Like, this is something you want to look at, even if sometimes reluctantly...
0: You have to look at this thing. Oh, I mean, it also, when it's coming out, people need to realize that I, I started rewatching episodes of preparation for this. And I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. This is like pre IG model. Like, mm-hmm. this is before, like, this is when they're still like reality TV had been going on, but there's still like a level of you can't reach fame. Where it's yep. like you have to, you have to do X, Y, and Z. They're still gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. And what you see with Flavor of Love is that slowly start to disintegrate. Where it's like, oh, now we all know who Lil Dirk's girlfriend is. Like he's shouting her out yeah. on a Drake record. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When Lil Baby dates someone, that person by proxy is all like is already famous you didn't have that in 2006. So these women who are going on flavor of love, there is that type of tension of being like, who is here because they actually want to be partners with flavor of and who is here because like, yo, I'm going to be on, a VH1 show, I can get my shit popping. Because, like, there are people, like, in there who are, like, models. Like, they're just like, I'm a model. I'm an aspiring actress. And then there were other people on there who were actually seemed very (laughs) in love with Flave.
2: Yeah, and, man, and here's the thing. I'm glad you brought up the IG of it all as it relates to these days. Two things people need to understand is that Reality TV was still seen as a cultural and entertainment backwater. This was not a respectable form of making a living, making yourself um, publicly known, making yourself famous. This was seen as taboo. It, it, It just still was. This is way before you know, essentially Kim Kardashian then make reality TV this glamorous thing. And not just them, a bunch of other people put their lives on reality TV and give it this sheen and patina of respectability. This is just way before that. And when you bring up Instagram, Charles, I, I can think of a young woman who I follow who is mother to a child by both future and Bow Wow, and I can tell you she's one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, and this woman has like six businesses. Legitimate businesses. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she owns a big-ass house in L.A. Like, there are all these viable ways to get paper now by being just sort of related to these famous musicians, actors, etc. Just you know, tangentially. Oh, also,
0: let's be real. This isn't just one way. It's not just women with men. Like, it's men with women. Like, after Flavor of Love, (laughs) New York, the biggest entity uh, from that show, gets her own dating show where a bunch of men debase themselves for New York. So it's like both both ways it ran. Equal opportunity. Yeah, (laughs) like, this is equal opportunity like y'all trying to get on, which, like, I appreciate, but it's just different watching it in 2006 cuz to your point there's not that there's not that sheen of of reality TV yet it's not aspirational yet yeah, it's because almost yeah
2: look at just look at people like say the real housewives of Atlanta these people aren't reality stars they are public cultural figures they yes. get invited to all the dopest parties no celebrity would ever be like oh, I can't be seen with, you know, NeNe Leaks or something like, no, she's one of them. Straight up, that's the paradigm now, which that
0: just was not the case back in 2006. I mean, Kim Kardashian is like rubbing shoulders with the president. Like, that's how far in terms of like, in 2006, when people were like, shit, reality shows are the worst to now like, Kim Kardashian's like, I'm going to free a bunch of people from prison. Kim
2: Kardashian, yes. She freed people from prison by getting the sitting president of the United States to sign a pardon. Like, that's just something that's just unfathomable to think of back in 2006. But I do want to run down, you know, some of your favorite characters. Of course, we know New York, who new york tiffany pollard aka new york um i think i believe she's from westchester county new york by the way which is it's one of those nerdy new york things where it's like you name yourself new york but you're you're not even from Ooh, let's, before
0: we go down the list let's let's for those that have forgotten Blave <laughs> names these women in one of the most problematic scenes i've i've ever seen i was re-watching it the first episode and like all of the women have real names and he decides that he's going to rename them. So like he, he writes on a like, hello, my name is sticker. And he's basically like feeling up these women's bodies as he's placing (laughs) the stickers on them. And like, he's giving them the, just the, the most just, just, wild names like some of them like new york is fine (laughs) one is called i think like miss latin another (laughs) one is called oyster (laughs) as an afrodisiac like one i forget what her name is but he makes her like turn around and he slaps the sticker on her butt and i'm like dog this is like imagine this shit happening (laughs) in 2021 and it's like you're re-watching this stuff and be like oh shit like this was this was reality TV. This was Jerry Springer level, like, nah, fuck this. We're going to get gritty. Some of the names, though, are, like, were wild. I just... Oof. Wasn't there... A, what were some of the
2: names, please? Was it was there a Boots? There was Boots. There? there was Pumpkin. There was Pumpkin.
0: <laughs> pumpkin. The, the, white the white girl. The white girl with, uh, with blonde hair. There was Hoops, who was like, I fell in love with. Uh, Data mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal, won mm-hmm. the first season. Uh, Georgia... Shit, there was wild names. Like, and there was one point in the first season, the first episode, where like this white girl comes up and like Flav like, legit can't think of a name because there's just nothing he can grab on culturally <laughs> to debase her. So it's just like he forgets a name and I'm just like, this is... I, I feel bad for everyone involved in this. This makes me feel bad watching this. It's wild. And... In
2: typical reality form um how these first of all, this is the flavor of love is basically loosely based off of The Bachelor, right, which is an a b c product where you get always get these like white collar p m c folks respect like, respectable professional class Americans right like aspirational Americans looking for love. And, you know, at the end of the episode, the woman gets a rose and it's (laughs) like, (laughs) it's nice, you know? And, And I don't mean nice in the pejorative sense. I mean, nice, like your grandmother to, you know, a first grader could be watching The Bachelor and it's fairly pretty innocent, what's going on. And at the end of the episode, the lady gets a rose from the gentleman and they get to stay on and fight another day for his love and affection. On Flavor of Love, they had these women doing these crude exercises and activities and how and that's how they decided they would weed them out. And they don't get roses, they get clocks. They they get
0: get clocks. They get clocks. He says... (laughs) If if he doesn't pick a woman, he says, your time is up. <laughs> and, like, here's the thing, too. Like, you have to realize, like, we're just, what, a few years removed from having, like, the first, like, Black Bachelor, first bla- Black Bachelorette, all of these things. Race is, like, inextric- inextricable to kind of, like, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. It's, they're very, like, white products. When I'm w- rewatching 2006 Flavor of Love, I realize, like, oh, even the women that are on this look different. Like, this Mm -hmm. is, like, Flav is saying stuff like, oh, she's thick. Stuff that, like, in 2006, people weren't like, that's not what you're hearing on your Mm -mm. normal TV show. We're still coming out of this, like, very toxic body culture of just like, oh, skinny supermodels. And what Flavor of Love is kind of transformational in doing is he's, like, picking women who would end up becoming the people you see on Instagram, you would see in rap, videos it, it i was kind of like i'm not saying that this is like a great show in how it presents women in a lot of lights but in terms of like the type of women that they were uh, getting on the show i was like oh wow this was kind of ahead of its time because <laughs> i guarantee you the bachelor was not doing this shit
1: this episode is brought to you by ebay authenticity guarantee you'll know real when you get it
3: Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com.
2: I want to talk about the VH1 of it all because, again... I'm way more washed up than you, Charles. So I remember when VH1 was the alternative music video channel to MTV, and they, VH1 was, they would play like, Lenny Kravitz they would play like stuff like you gotta be cool you gotta be bad (laughs) you gotta be that's the kind of music that VH1 would play like they're not playing Lip Biscuit they're certainly certainly not gonna play any rap music it was like the nice alternative adult contemporary channel it was MTV was for the youth VH1 was for the grown and sexy Mm. VH1 wasn't even playing stuff like a Drew Hill or Jodeci, like that wasn't happening. VH1 is gonna play some. They might give you some Maxwell, they might give you some Jody Watley. That's that's about as black as they was gonna get.
0: That's how I know you older than me because my VH1 was different. (laughs) Like my VH1 was like, oh, they totally are leaning into being ain't shit, just like the type of like. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I love 70s, 80s, 90s. You got the surreal life. You got Mm -hmm. flavor of love. You got, everybody got a love competition. There's rock of love. There is, basically, if they can make, and it was equal opportunity, we're going to make you look bad. They're going to make black people look bad. They're going to make women look bad. They're going to make white people look bad. They'll put white trash up there. It don't matter. If they can make you look bad, they will do it. And again, and it's important, like,
2: These days, loving hip-hop and basketball wives and whatever, the whole Mona Scott empire, like, that's all just par for the course, right? Um, But when I was coming up, I'm telling you, the most lily-white, (laughs) non-threatening music that could possibly be played. Like, if you was going to be black on VH1, you had to be Brian McKnight. You had to be back at one. You could not just be just a normal black person, not to say that Brian McKnight was normal, but back at one was like, you knew they was going to be playing that at the Dairy Queen, 100%. Whereas like some of the other stuff around that, that was contemporary of that time would not be played on VH1, would not be programmed. And the reason why it's important, the finale of Flavor of Love, season one, where this guy picked hoops, got nearly 6 million viewers, dude. There are NBA games on national TV that don't do 6 million views today. So who's hit? The idea that a cable show, a dating show, by a washed up dude who wasn't even a rapper, he was a hype man in a rap crew, could get, That many eyeballs. This thing was a smashing success. Everybody who I know, we were having Flavor of Love viewing parties in college. I'm talking about you getting a keg of Natty Light or Bush Light or any of the god-awful beer we were drinking those days. And you're literally inviting people over and we're having a Flavor of Love watch party. This thing was a runaway success, Charles.
0: Can I can I read you a quote that is very problematic from the co-creator Michael Cronin? Yes, please. <laughs> he said, it is in 2014 from vulture. One of the biggest questions you always get is well, come on. Could they really be into Flavor Flav? Always the answer to the question, were they really that into him? Is yes. When you take a group of people, take them away from their home, take away their cell phones and television, and their phone calls are bugged, and there's this one guy who shows up and decides whether you'll get to eat a nice dinner tonight or they're going to be in a limo with him. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. And they become very quickly caught up in it. You'll you'll actually even see that when somebody gets eliminated from one of these shows, they kind of snap out of it very quickly. Like, they suddenly realize, what was I thinking? Like, like this is, like, the level of, like, <laughs> the base trash. Like, this man was saying that shit, like, yeah, man, I can't believe... It. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. They
2: absolutely fell in love with this dude, and we created the circumstances for it to happen. And, again, like, this... This show... And just the reality TV wave in general, but this show changed Viacom's entire business model.
0: I worked at MTV News. Like, I can tell you. (laughs) This, like, do you understand? You go on, like, why do you think that you see every Rob Beardek show on MTV fucking constantly? Why do you think VH1 is nothing but reality shows love and hip-hop, BET? This quite literally changed the paradigm where everybody's like, why don't they play music videos on MTV anymore? I'm like, because they saw what was happening with all of their reality content. And you're telling me that I like, because let's be real, how much you think they were paying Flavor Flav for that first season?
2: They didn't pay him that much, man. I, you know what I, I'm saying? I'd be surprised if he
0: got 10 Gs an episode. I really would. But imagine in, in advertising how yeah. much that show made for them versus how much it cost. Because like, Rewatching it I remember as a, as a kid I was like oh yeah they were in this mansion it was nice that shit wasn't no, that shit was bad or like I'm like dog I could buy that right now I could go to Atlanta and buy that same house right now <laughs> like and a lot of these women were just like man I ain't never stayed in a place this nice and I'm just like oh like I, I, it makes me sad like I was just like what oh man like one thing I will say was I, I, I was re-watching some of this do you realize how problematic that first season is? Like, I, white, I, white women were... come Like, white women, like, <laughs> in the first couple of episodes, like, will get eliminated. Be like, damn. I can't believe he chose some of those ghetto bitches. And I'm like, what the... <laughs> whoa, 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 What the fuck? Like, yeah, people, but- like... There'll be people like, man, I can't believe that he chose someone who's who's that fat. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what is happening? Like, that is every single minute of Flavor of Love. They're body shaming people. Like, white women are calling people ghetto, saying people are poor. They don't got manners and shit. People are spitting on each other. Watching it in 2020 vision, I'm just like, this is shit that would never fly. Would ne- like, I was almost a little bit like, I gotta turn this off, man. I can't. But at the same time, it has its roots
2: in stuff that was popular in American culture years before, stuff like the Jerry Springer show. Like, this is absolutely a branch off the tree of Jerry Springer where you're getting, again, like, these are not a bunch of people who graduated from Stanford and then went into the professional field and said, I wanna be in, a, I wanna try to date Flavor Flav someday. Like, no, like, they know they're drafting from, you know, the American working class, like, folks who are just like, I don't care what I'm on TV for, so long as you put me on TV. And if I'm up there fighting, if I'm up there pretending to be into Flavor Flav, okay, like, it doesn't matter. But again, like, if somebody like me, who, was, who grew up during the Jerry Springer era where like if you were blessed enough to be sick from school someday and you got to watch Jerry Springer or you got your hands on one of those VHS tapes that was just a compilation of Jerry Springer fights and people ripping the women's clothes and you see a straight tit every now and again. And it was just craziness like this was absolutely of a piece. It was like a modernized version of what Jerry Springer was, where, like, on Jerry Springer, they would have segments where it's like, yo, uh, (laughs) I'm in love with my goat. Right. And, you know, the 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 dude would bring his girlfriend and say, I don't want to. He would announce to his girl on Jerry Springer that he didn't want to be with her no more because he loved this goat. Or I'm sleeping with your cousin or I'm, you know, I cheated with you with on you with your father. All of these crazy ass things we would see on Jerry Springer, which was just like, just not America at its best. It's all here. In um flavor of love. It's all drawn from
0: that tradition. Oh, I mean, and let's but like before we wrap, we have to talk about the Tiffany Pollard of it all the New York. Oh, of course. Because re-watching the show, I realized how influential she was in shaping the modern reality star. When mm. she goes on that show, you you quickly realize that she's playing chess while everybody yeah, else. She is playing had a checkers. plan. Yep. <laughs> And it's not just a plan of, I want to be with Flav. It's a plan of like, I'm going to market myself. Not only am I going to be the funniest, but I'm going to, I'm going to, when she starts fights, you can see her calculating in her brain. Oh, the producers aren't going to kick me off. All I got to do is every, every single week, do something, market myself. So that they have to keep me on the show. She's so popular, in fact, that they bring her back for season two, and then they give her her own spinoffs. I think she got two <laughs> different spinoffs. There was like New York goes to work, New York, like uh, like New York. I forget what was the dating show that she was on, where the brothers are fighting over her. Wasn't it called I Love New York? I Love New York. Like she got multiple. <laughs> like what she was doing on that show is just like a different strategy level and now to this day New York is one of the most meme persons in history like I cannot even count on both hands how many New York memes from that first season of Flavor of Love are being used in 2022 that is wild
2: yeah and again they were I feel like yeah the name of the joint was I Love New York I feel like the so the crowd from say, Real World, right? Or even Jersey Shore, which, again, another antecedent of Flavor of Love. Like, all of those guys and girls, they understood that there was kind of uh, a reality TV star sort of gravy train, if you will, where you could do club appearances, bar appearances, the, the, like, reality TV circuit you know what I mean? Maybe host a party at AVN Porn Awards. Like there was like a reality TV circuit that you could kind of draw from after, you know, becoming one of these people on a reality show and then you, you know, you kind of keep it pushing. I think Tiffany Pollard was like, "Nah, like I'm actually about to become an entity." And yeah, it was it was Chestnut Checkers with her The entire time, just the way she self-presented, the way she understood that how she was going to get the most camera time, thereby making herself the most recognizable person on the show, was by continually providing these dramatic moments, like... Of course you're gonna start fights. Of course you're gonna throw drinks. Of course you're gonna pretend that you're the one that's most in love with Flavor Flav.
0: Do Do you remember that she told Flavor Flav's mom to her face, "I'm in love with your son," and Flavor Flav's (laughs) mom is like, "What is fucking wrong with you?" Like the most iconic moment of that first season, and honestly, probably like a top ten moment of all reality shows is when Pumpkin, the whole season, they're beefing whole season, and I think it's in the penultimate episode of season one pumpkin spits at her and new york loses it like she grabs this woman by her hair she's swinging and i remember when that happened i'm like oh like a star is born like this woman will never go away she is magnetic like i i think a couple years ago she was in a rihanna fenty uh campaign like this is like she's still relevant today she got her own talk show even yeah. She she literally
2: flipped this flavor of love thing to ridiculous amounts of checks, which more power to her, right? Like the idea that you could do, especially at the time, again, it's hard to stress this. Tila Tequila was not seen as some like... Thing that you should you might want to aspire to from your bedroom at home, like all right, I'm gonna follow the Teela Tequila model. I'm gonna get on a thing. I'm gonna get on a reality show. I'm gonna do Stuff Magazine. I'm gonna do all this other stuff, and I'm gonna become a household name. Like there was no like
0: there was no blueprint for this. Yeah, like let's put it to you this way. You know how like after Kylie got like Kylie's lips. There was a while where every person on... Every every woman on Instagram who was popping wanted to look like Kylie. Wanted to look yeah. like Kim. There was not a... Every woman wants to look like Tila Tequila. No. Oops. Like, this is so many years before. People were like, oh, like, this is what beauty is now. Beauty isn't Sports Illustrated or Maxim anymore. Beauty is, who I'm watching on E or VH1 or whoever. These are these women that I want to aspire to be. Like... We're so like, we're what, probably a decade before that even becomes a thing anymore, yeah. And, and again, <laughs> this was just such a, a
2: wild time where some people, especially if you were you already had some prominence, thought that it could actually hurt your career, your yes. legitimate career to appear on a reality show. It's not just that people thought it was corny or that it was lame. It's like, no, like, you might not be able to get rap checks. You might not be able to get acting checks. You might not be able to move around the way you want to or that you previously were able to as far as feeding yourself and feeding your family by showing up on what people deem this be, like, just trashy reality shows. And, you know, the fact that this did the opposite for basically all of the relevant parties involved is just you know just a testament to how groundbreaking this whole thing was I mean I think Hoops dated Shaquille O'Neal for a minute 100% didn't she? she didn't just date him they got engaged my boy oh <laughs> I
0: totally <laughs> forgot I was yeah. just like, let me see what Hoops up to her. I'm like oh shit Hoops still like doing shit like she's still like yeah. making money on Instagram and shit I was like oh shit like that Flavor of Love train's still running and like, just hey. for
2: the record for those of you who you know don't have Flavor of Love seared into your brain Hoops ends up winning the first season which was kind of an upset but not really she was the most attractive one, but everybody assumed the corniness of New York pretending to be like actually in love with Flav was gonna win out. But I like the idea that in the end some real shit happened. Like, no, he chose the woman that was probably the quote unquote hottest. And that's what <laughs> ended up happening. And then, of course, there was the season two, which delicious one. I don't know if you watched <laughs> season two.
0: Oh, I know delicious. I oh, definitely because yes. delicious. Delicious was saying, I was reading, Delicious and Flavor Flav, like, quote, dated for four months, but, like, Flavor Flav never wanted to have sex with her because, like, he... Delicious thinks that he was in a relationship. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, that's how you know he just wanted to cash the check. Like, my man had a whole girlfriend family back at home and was just like, let me just go on Flavor of Love a second time. Let's run this shit back. I'm definitely... They upping my rate. They at least double, triple in that shit. Again, Delicious, who... Rolled this into a modeling
2: career, um, club appearances. I think she was even on the radio at one point in Detroit, like literally one of the hip-hop stations she was a host of. Uh, Fun fact, she was recently married to one of the Exonerated Five, the Central Park Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Jeez, this is wild. Hold on. I'm going to get you the, the homie's name. Raymond Santana. Raymond Santana, one of the exonerated five, one of the falsely accused New York City teens from the 1980s. These guys did decades in prison for a crime that they didn't commit. It's, you know, there's a whole TV show about it that uh, um, Ava DuVernay did. Like, it's... They were a cultural thing. Like, all of it. Uh, One of the members of the Central Park Five married
0: Delicious. Did that not just blow up your brain, Charles? (laughs) Like, now I'm just trying to connect the dots. Like, how do you... Like, how do they meet? Like, what circles are they running into where, like, Delicious wait what I mean all that's right.
2: that's not hard to understand Delicious
0: is a cultural figure uh. so that's not hard to understand but how the Remi- Central Park 5 were not out in the world when Flavor of Love 2 was out they were still in prison uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you could get VH1 in the yard
2: that wouldn't surprise me you think me they were all. watching Flavor of Love 2 why not 100% I could believe that um, and so I mean, good, uh, good for him. Like, and so out. of course, Delicious. when Beautiful they finally woman. get exonerated, documentaries, all this other stuff, he becomes a famous person, and that's not hard for me to understand. How? Oh, I'm not, I'm not hating. hating. Here's the thing: I'm not other.
0: hating. I'm more like bewildered at this is a thing that you're explaining to me what happened. <laughs> so many things in life have to happen <laughs> for that to be a thing, which shows you kind <laughs> of like the uh, the lasting impact of Flavor of Love, which is like it's almost unexplainable you had to have been there to understand that this was kind of the start of it all like i think you can make a domino of like us having to reckon with a reality tv star as our president and our beginnings of, of course. like the flavor of love the surreal lives the 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 bachelors all this shit these reality stars honestly becoming more popular if not transcending movie stars you know what i mean like right now your average reality star probably has as much power as an actor in terms of, like, followers selling you, like, flat tummy t shit like that. Like, come on. Like, I don't know if it's great for our society, but it's a thing. Sure. And
2: last time I was on Pop Culture History Lesson, me and Amelia were basically, like, there are, like, nobody is more famous than Kim Kardashian Like, nobody. Right? Like, no. no American... Public figure outside of perhaps Barack Obama is like can say like, yo, I'm more famous than Kim Kardashian is. Right. And obviously her and her family took the reality stuff to the stratosphere. But surreal life, flavor of love, simple life, all of those things, these these shows planted the seeds for what would become the quote-unquote unscripted or reality sort of explosion where nobody even blinks an eye at the idea of a show like Couples Therapy or any of the crazy
0: shows that we have nowadays. So before we go, I have one important question for you, Oz. Back when you were were a, a college student, who had your heart on Flavor of Love season one? Who was the who was who was the woman you are like man? How how can you not pick her? I mean, yeah, that was easy. The the hoops thing. It's funny. Like <laughs> the two
2: winners uh, were my two favorites because the hoops thing was obvious to me. Like it was obvious. Like all the things that a young eighteen year old me, meaning very curvy posterior, <laughs> cute chick. "Quote unquote good hair." I mean, eighteen year old me was like, where are you gonna so- get
0: yourself in trouble?" When do I
2: sign up? I'm, look, I've evolved, charge but we can we can be honest here. This the ring of dish. We can we can be honest here. Eighteen uh, year old me, I didn't see the, I didn't see the downside. Nice little light skin thing I mean, this oh was my god! <laughs> god damn! Again, Jeez. we've since evolved. We've since evolved, but. 18-year-old me, that was obvious. And then the delicious thing, I'm just like, all right, a person with a, with a butt like, like, like that, like, how do, you even, how do you even move past that? Like, that's a, how do you even get over that? That's impossible. So, yeah, young me, like, this stuff was no-brainers to me. It was just so entertaining because Flave is and was both unintentionally and intentionally funny. He's one of those rare people that blends the two you know what i'm saying like donald trump for instance like he can, like when he's trying to be funny he's legitimately funny and sometimes he's just his natural way of being cracks people up right and so just off the entertainment factor alone and you know the absurdity of sending women home like you're t- like kicking people like it was just crazy but it was legitimately entertaining because you had a look like a for real compelling person at the
0: center of it oh I can see I j- can see how some of these women fell in love with Flav after watching a couple of episodes like oh like he can be charming like he is actually like, like one of the funniest celebrities we've ever had there's an entire episode when like he's like he's telling a very attractive woman he's like alright alright we're gonna go to one of my favorite spots my favorite spots and like where are we going where are we going and my man <laughs> takes her to Red Lobster like, like <laughs> Like you can see the look on her face, like drained, like and he's like eating sloppily lobster. I can tell you never had those cheddar biscuits the way you talking, Charles. All I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say, if I got full flavor money, like we gotta do, we gotta come up. Like there's even a point where like these women, like you could tell, like they're like, they're excited, like. Oh, Flav says he's going to introduce us to some of his old friends. And they're like, who could it be? Clinton? Madonna? Maybe Chuck D? And then they roll up to an old folks home. And then she's like, I'm just like, do these women really think Bill Clinton is going to fucking roll up to Flavor of Love? Like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Uh, just, just the classic show. Just a very pivotal moment in culture in the sense that, again, like, this is the you know the freaking plymouth rock uh that our current culture is built off of just this moment in reality tv it's so dope i don't know if you have any last thoughts on the show or what you know just what your takeaway was from
0: revisiting this my takeaway from revisiting it, this whole thing was I think we have evolved as a culture and I'm very, very happy that we've evolved as a culture. We've left uh, the rocky the rocky seas of uh, problematic shit behind. But a little part of me, I will say 5% of me wishes we would get chaotic like that again. Like the world needs it a little bit.
2: Like that's literally what I was just about to say. Evolution is great and it's necessary and it's needed, but being primitive was so much more fun. I I can't (laughs) lie, man. I had more fun back when we was in the caves.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like rewatching it. Part of me is like, most of me is like, Oh God, I'm cringing. But part of me is like, damn, they don't make reality TV like that. They don't build them like
2: this. Legitimate, legitimate. Well, That was our show, ladies and gentlemen. That was pop culture history lesson here on The Ringer Dish. Of course, Charles Holmes, The Midnight Boys. Of course, Ringer Music Show. Uh, Check me out on the Ringer NBA show, Weekends with Waz, and group chat with Justin Verrier and Rob Mahoney. And make sure you're subscribed to the Ringer Dish feed. Be on the lookout for this. We're rolling out a bunch of these. I think we got some really cool stuff coming down the pike. Um, I've taken a peek at some of our future episodes, so be on the lookout for that. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.
0: Peace.